Welcome to the Change Your Latitude podcast. I'm your host, Pascal, a coach for conscious, creative, and unconventional entrepreneurs. In this space, we'll explore solutions to move through the blocks that can often keep us away from living our most creative life. You'll also hear stories from inspiring people just like you and how they were able to redesign their life and their business mindfully. I've created this podcast because we need more conscious leaders like you. Together, we'll help you unlearn old programming, ground into your truth, and take action confidently on what truly makes a difference. I'm really grateful that you're here. Let's dive right into this episode. Hello and welcome back. I hope you're doing well. I hope you're taking good care of yourself. I know these times can be very challenging on many levels and I know that we kind of don't really want to talk about it but let's just not forget that it adds this constant layer of anxiety. So I don't know who needs to hear this right now but take care of yourself. And taking care of yourself is part of today's conversation actually. This episode is a chat with Selena. She's a healing guide and energy alchemist. And if you're already curious to know what that means, we are going to learn all about it in the episode. Selena is actually a private client of mine. We've been working together for five months now. And it's just been so, so inspiring to see her grow. And Selena is actually also my healing guide She has this beautiful offer for coaches and healers and space holders of any kind because as we support others on their journey, we cannot really pour from an empty cup and it's just a beautiful offering. It's called Nourish if ever you are curious about it. But today we dive into the subconscious mind. So we talk all about energy healing, Reiki, hypnotherapy, and basically how we can reprogram the way we've been conditioned. We also chat about living from the heart instead of the head, and she actually has a podcast that's called Heart Overhead, so I strongly suggest listening to it. And we also talk about this magical story that just made her move from Germany to Canada when she was following and trusting her intuition. So it's a very important conversation if you're looking to change your life, maybe change something about your life, change your business, or change your mindset. So I'm not going to expend too much on it now, and I'm going to just let you explore and listen to this conversation. Hello, Selena. Welcome. I'm so grateful to have you join me in this conversation today. Thank you so much for being here. Hi, everyone. I'm so happy to be here and just share and vibe with you. Yeah. And I feel like there's so many things that we could dive into, like knowing each other, we could have this conversation for like five hours. Um, But we'll see how, like where our intuition leads us today. Um, But why don't we start by maybe introducing you, Selena, for the listeners that don't know you. Can you maybe share with us who you are and what you do? Definitely, yes. So I am Selena and I am a healing guide as in I practice different healing modalities such as 
Reiki or energy healing and hypnotherapy and intuitive guidance. And with that, I support predominantly spiritual women running their own business or aspiring to. And yeah, these souls are usually very sensitive and do not like to fit into boxes. And that is also me. That's why I attract them. And I get them on their way out of their head and back into their hearts because so often what I find with these women is that their heart already knows where they are headed on their way when it comes to personal development or in their business and what they want to embody and really, really get into what they are meant to do and who are, who they are meant to be, but the mind can get in the way. And that's really where, you know, conditioning from society or parents comes in. And I really help them to reprogram those limiting beliefs and step into their own empowerment and sovereignty and really true authenticity where they just feel lighter and freer. And yeah, just working with my intuition and their intuition and using hypnotherapy for subconscious healing and energy healing for the emotions and the energetic aspects of those past wounds and yeah, whatever is holding them back to really embody that next version of themselves. I wanted to say, because I know you like to, you know, not only speak about the do-do-do and like, what do you do? And that is who you are, but also who are you? Like, what are you about and what do you believe in, right? So wanted to get into that a little bit, maybe. Absolutely. Yeah. So who is Selena, the character? I guess... First of all, I really believe that I'm a soul and have a temporary experience in a body on earth. And if we want to speak in labels, I'm a Sagittarius, sun and rising, and a Taurus moon, whoever is into astrology, and I'm a generator in human design, which is interesting. And I'm sure we'll maybe get into later what that programming and conditioning is related to being that and yes an INFJ so very free-spirited and intuitive very sensitive and compassionate also I love to embrace my softer and gentler sides but still be bold in that and my mission really is to impact humanity and this world in a way that raises consciousness on earth and that we can all step into more conscious ways of living that really bring everyone joy and ease and fulfillment. And I believe that when we do our own healing, we do our part in exactly that. And that's why I love to support other souls on their own unique healing journeys. And yes, that's me. <laughs> well, you're a beautiful, beautiful soul. And thank you so much for sharing. Um, and for sharing about like how our intuition and how our sensitivity can actually be a strength and actually be a power. You're a perfect example of, you know, it's absolutely possible to be an entrepreneur and to be sensitive and to be intuitive. So I love that you shared about that. And I also love that you shared about, you know, when you're doing your own healing, when you're doing your own inner work, you're really contributing to the liberation of the planet, as you often share about. And I think that's great. Yes, definitely. So true. And a lot of that, I honestly also learned from you and just our work together that, you know, you can surely just 
create your own schedule according to your own energies and don't have to follow the hustle templates of this often coaching world. I had my own experiences and traumas with that too, just in the doing a coaching training and then really falling into the traps of following certain strategies that weren't in alignment with myself and then running myself into a burnout. So yes, so grateful that you honestly showed me a way how to embody your truth and be your sensitive self and still have a successful business. Absolutely. And I guess that kind of brings me to the topic of conditioning now, because you mentioned, you know, designing your schedule based on who you are and designing your business on who you are. And you touched on human design a bit earlier. But um, yeah, I feel like we should maybe talk about conditioning. Definitely. Yes, it's an important one. And it goes into all areas of life, right? I mean, that's really where we can start here. Conditioning is not necessarily something that is per se bad, because it helps our mind to make sense of our world and those patterns and behaviors that we really receive from society as programs to, to help us navigate through this reality. Um, but sometimes they aren't for our highest good, right? So that is um, the whole deconditioning process. Definitely. And I mean, whatever we learn, we can unlearn. That's the great thing with it. It takes a bit of, of work for sure. But um, I know all these programs or these ways we've been conditioned to think was the right way to uh, live. If there's a right way, um, it really can mess with our desire to be free. And I find that quite interesting as well. So I would love for you to share more about that as well. Yes. Okay, so what just came up for me is really that the conditioning that we get from parents or society, and usually our parents also get it from society, right? So I'm not the person to blame our parents for installing all those toxic programs within us because they have their own programs and it's not about blaming anyone it's just about having compassionate awareness for what is going on and I think where it really comes from and that might sound a little bit intense but you know if you have a society in which people are kind of like in their cage and not free within themselves and they will function and they will function for the system and bring in that money and work hard and we're do those beliefs come from when I said earlier about the um, the generator and the conditioning, the generator in human design is called the kind of like the working bee, so to say. And I actually disagree with that too, because it just is interesting how we are really just taught to I guess to be more, to be hustling all the time and to do, 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 and being is not bringing you any results. And even it, during these days and this time, it's still, it's still so active because I mean, the day that we are recording this is Women's Day, International Women's Day. And it just brings up for me that there are so many women in this female empowerment movement that just embody this toxic masculine where we just think that we are going to be worthy and are going to be seen and empowered when we are also doing 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 like the the masculine does and that's just such a 
not a serving blueprint at all because in that we can really lose ourselves and I mean I know for me and I think it's true for you too that being very empathetic and highly sensitive and very emotional and very much in the feminine that it just it just doesn't work for us to live that way and that being said doesn't mean that it doesn't work for someone but um, I think there's more to this than than just working to live and yeah I think again the conditioning here is just that it serves a certain purpose and that we think we need to follow the patriarchal blueprints and I love that you use the word blueprint actually and I know that a lot of listeners here are free-spirited and really value freedom but they might be stuck in a way of living or a way of working that doesn't work for them and that doesn't really allow for any freedom or they're not really able to enjoy that freedom um and i think sometimes it have it has to do with you're in a certain blueprint but you're you cannot you're not able to find another way of living or just an example of it could be different and it's mainly why I'm doing this work as well. And I think it's just so, so important to surround yourself with um, people that are an example of the life that you want. Because if you surround yourself, like you said, with this very toxic masculinity and um, a certain way of living, and this is the only thing you see, it's very difficult for your brain and for you to kind of start this shift. Um, and I know a lot of listeners. Um, are maybe stuck in this phase where they can see that they don't want to be living or working this way, but they don't know how to get started. And I would love your perspective maybe on a tiny first step that we can take either with energy healing or any other support to, to do this first step. Right. So what I say to my clients a lot is that awareness is power. Mm -hmm. So the very first step that I would suggest is just to bring a neutral perspective onto it and become the observer and really be curious about, hey, where is this thought or this belief or why this emotion even coming from or how is this emotion that I'm feeling maybe related to belief and that we can find out through journaling and such practices and then again just really become neutral and look at it from from a wider perspective and also see how it is ingrained in our parents and their parents and it's really this ancestral line of different conditionings and wounds and all that and just ways of being it doesn't always have to be um again a conditioning in a in a bad way so that would be the very first step to just really become aware and acknowledge that yes okay well it just happens to everyone and supernatural this is really how the human is designed to be so to say from the age zero to seven we are just walking unconsciousnesses and we just soak up everything like a sponge in order to kind of create this foundation for our own hard drive called life or consciousness our own very identity maybe and to just really download those things to be able, as I said earlier, to navigate our own realities. 
And we can't question what is being put upon us because we don't have that level of awareness yet. So how can we now look at it with compassion and maybe see how, yes, there were things that parents were teaching us, or maybe there were things that we learned in school. And it can sometimes also be only one event. Maybe your teacher said something to you at some point, being like, oh, you'll never be good at math or whatever. And now you think you can't, you can't do it. You can't do your own accounting or something like that, right? So it could be the slightest thing. And it usually comes back to what happened in childhood, as cliche as it is, but really looking at that inner child is one thing. And from there, because I'm all about really the deep, deep work. And I'm aware too that not everyone um, can access those parts of themselves. And I think that's where it's really helpful to work with someone who can be that mirror or reflector to you and has no attachments at all to your own stories because sometimes maybe your mind and your ego will still create their own stories and maybe even want to keep you away from finding out those root causes just because it will mean that they have to let their guard down, they will be exposed, the ego or mind and they really will get uncomfortable. And any everything that the ego wants is to just stay in the comfort zone and be just stay, just stay there and not walk out and shift everything, shift the whole perception. And that's what keeps so many people within that conditioning too. And so what I was saying here, to work with someone who can look at it from an outside perspective is so helpful. And here we can integrate practices that go beyond journaling and affirmations. I have been thinking about it. I think journaling is such a beautiful practice for self-awareness and integrating new beliefs and all that. But with my clients, I often experience that, you know, they can only do so much. They can only access so much from that conscious place. Yes, there is such thing as stream of consciousness writing and almost like channeling, but often it still comes from our minds. And in that, it is kind of limited. And what we can do with modalities like energy healing or hypnotherapy is to really break down those layers of the conscious mind and its filters and access the subconscious mind and can then just allow the conscious mind to take a step back, go into the back seat and let the subconscious mind drive. And in this, in hypnosis, the the brain waves becomes slower, just like in sleeping. And so the conscious mind is not as active or interfering. And then the subconscious mind can come forward. And then the hypnotherapist can give suggestions that are positive for that very person and just recreate those patternings. So it's basically conditioning again, but just in a way that really serves the client. And what I love to do personally is to combine that with energy work, just because I have experienced that oftentimes people have such strong emotional attachment to a past experience where maybe their belief was rooted to, yeah, and we don't even need to know what that was specifically, but we can then with the energy work go back and it's, it's basically channel like. So what I do is 
Reiki healing and Reiki is like the universal life force, so to say. And it is meant to bring our chakras back into balance and really reactivate those parts of ourselves and our body that are meant to to heal ourselves that have the ability to heal the body and the system. And so this light, when you are being attuned to Reiki, flows through you as a practitioner and to the person you're treating, so to say, quotes unquote. And why I love to combine it with the deconditioning work is because I really see emotional attachment because emotions are energy in motion. So I release that intensity. And what I see in my clients after those sessions is that whenever there's a trigger outside that they may have reacted to before, they now don't have that reaction anymore. They see the trigger and their body almost waits for the reaction, but there's no attachment and no story anymore. And that's when the suggestions from the hypnotherapy for future behaviors can become even more powerful. So that was a little long rundown on the whole conditioning part. I know, but yes, it's just, you know, it came full circle. So that's what I have to say about it. I love that actually and I think that you explained everything so beautifully and I can kind of hear the listeners right now being quite excited to know more about it and I know that they will probably stalk you on Instagram but I love how Mm -hmm. the two modalities that you work with are just completing each other you know doing the deep inner work with hypnotherapy Mm -hmm. and using Reiki as very healing kind of modality um, which is really really beautiful and thank you so much for going into explaining how the subconscious mind works and how the conscious mind works and something you've mentioned uh, when you were talking about conditioning was you know getting started with awareness because awareness is power like you said And then at some point, there's so much you can do yourself with your own, like being in your own uh, body and mind. It's really helpful to have support that is external, that doesn't have this, well, they don't live with your ego, you know, so they have this outside perspective to help you with that. And I just really love that you're using both of these modalities, um, Yes. And I wanted to add something to that, actually, because I think what came up is that sometimes and I know lots of listeners for your podcast are experts themselves in some type of area. Maybe even they are coaches, too, or maybe they are, you know, I know that you work with creative and spiritual entrepreneurs as well. So and it doesn't mean that you're bad at what you're doing or whatever. Mm. It is just that sometimes we need that outside perspective to to really have our own blind spots reflected. And don't we just all want to be held in a space sometimes and just not, you know, um, what's it called? Like pep talk ourselves into our own healing, but just want someone else to do it for us because it's just nice. Yes, definitely. And, you know, you've mentioned you know, listeners that are creatives and healers and all of that. And a lot of those are space holders. And I know how important it is to also get some support, you know, healing support when you're holding space for other people. Sometimes we can forget to fill our own cup, right? 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. And I always see it as this image of imagine an empty water jug and then imagine you want to pour yourself a glass of water. It just doesn't. It's just, it's just not possible. You don't have any water to drink for yourself. And then you, you're dried out. And from that place, it's not really, really good to to serve others either. Or I guess, yeah, you can't serve yourself, but you also can't serve others from that empty jug. So, mm-hmm. so I, while well, I'm feeling called to ask you about a story that I would just love the listeners to hear about, because it's really a story. It's a perfect example of following your intuition and trusting your intuition. And, you know, learning to trust your intuition is so important in entrepreneurship. Um, So I would love to maybe ask you about your move to Canada. (laughs) Yeah. So if you haven't noticed yet, I do have a slight accent because I am from Germany and not from Canada. (laughs) I moved here now, I think two and a half years ago. And yes, I mean, where did it all start? It, I think it really started with my own spiritual awakening, but that was in like 2017 or so. And just really starting to to identify what is serving me and not following again. It comes back to the conditioning, the programs, what society expects from you, what path to take. And so I had that awakening in university and I just really decided to do what fuels my soul. So I did a couple of unconventional things like I moved to a different city where my heart felt more at home rather than staying in the city I was at at the point because that really caused me to get into a depression actually and yes I guess from there my soul just started to guide me really and I think now that I'm saying it it's really when you start trusting it it will just become louder but also your relationship to it will become more intimate and more trusting so you will be able to just follow those nudges more and really listen to what feels like a yes and expansive or what really feels like a prison and contractive and so how I came to Canada is really that I felt called to travel to Bali all by myself and I mean, first of all, it's a bit strange because I am not a person that loves tropical weather because I'm a redhead and very pale, I want to say, and it's not such a sunny girl. Um, I love Scandinavia and more mystical beaches. Anyways, I really felt called to that place and I did kind of like a spiritual course before that and I was manifesting a perfect um soulmate so to say a partner and until that point I actually I had never been in a relationship before just because well that's other like limiting beliefs and wounds that I had and I needed to heal before that could happen but at that point I was there and so I could set the intention and just send it out to the universe and I didn't expect anything but sure enough the last three days that I was there I met my now partner Alex and in Bali and he was traveling around Asia so we kind of met very synchronistically and we were both at this beautiful yoga retreat and 
it was literally my last three days that I was there. And for him, it was, he only was a week in Bali and he just happened to be in Changgu. And yeah, so we had our yoga class and then we went out to breakfast and that's when I first saw him. And it wasn't very logical to me. Like he wasn't, I don't know. I don't know. It was just interesting because my intuition was giving me this zoom. I don't know if anyone ever have ex- has experienced like such manifestation coming into place it's just this instant deep knowing and mm-hmm. so we chatted and he went I think to the bathroom and I just thought oh my gosh this is a person that is literally crazy so in that moment we only had talked for an hour and I thought really universe like couldn't it have been like easier he's from Canada I'm living in Hamburg in Germany how is this going to happen and yeah I mean from there (laughs) you know now I am living in Canada so you can kind of like tell how the story really went forward but I just felt this draw and pull and it was not only for the relationship, but also my soul wanted to be in this very place and on Vancouver Island where I live now. And I mean, from here, like so many, I really stepped more into my own spirituality and I started my own business and I could live that dream. And whenever I wanted to start working in like a normal job, so to say, because I had studied media management, and I wanted to pursue an office job, all my applications just fell through. And I was like, oh my gosh, what is this about? <laughs> um, yeah. And I mean, you know, today I'm here and I'm practicing what I'm called to practice, I suppose. And the universe, God source is happy with me. And yeah, but it really is. It, this is just how it came to place, how I moved to Canada. And I think I decided within, um, within, two or three months at that time and I just left everything behind I sold my my furniture and stuff and everyone was like are you sure you like so we spent three days in Bali and then six months later I came to Canada to kind of try things out sneakily and after one week we decided we want to try to try out life together because I just felt that strong call yeah and people were really like why it's like what do you are you sure about this and I was just so sure in my heart I was like yes why not (laughs) I would rather do it now than regret it and that's really what um made me decide to to take this step to you know I would rather wanted to try it out because I had just finished university there wasn't such a high risk in it rather than when I was, I don't know, you know, in my 50s and be like, oh, I wish I would have taken this step then. I wonder what could have happened. And I really didn't want that to happen. And so here we are. Such a great story. I just love it. (laughs) And something you've mentioned um, is that, you know, the more you trust in your intuition, the the louder you can hear it. And I think that's absolutely Mm -hmm. true. And you also said like, uh, universe is happy with me now and I just I just love what you mentioned there but it's just such a great story to show how we can follow our intuition and, and trust it and you know it made no sense for you to go and travel to Bali of all places like it's not something that usually in you know interests you but you decided to go with it mm-hmm. and then you met this person and you just followed your intuition 
all the way to where you are today. And I think, I think that's so brave and so beautiful. Oh, thank you. Yeah, that's also so funny. And I think this is a beautiful message for listeners as well, because when you say it is so brave, and I've heard that a lot, that it was so courageous and blah, blah. And I just thought, really, I didn't even see it that way. And um, so I just wanted to really point out that the things that maybe seem normal to you, and you just, because I, for the longest time, had struggled to celebrate myself for for the things that I am or the things that I had achieved and would always move on to the next thing, right? And couldn't really celebrate or feel that joy. And so that just reminds me of that and to really emphasize here that things that are just natural and normal and like everyday stuff for you is really a miracle or something super brave and special for someone else. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I love that you point that out. And, you know, I'm, I'm just curious to ask, and maybe you don't remember, but I'm curious to know when that happened, when you decided to travel to Bali and then to follow your heart with Alex and then to move to British Columbia, I'm sure that you had some moments where you weren't sure. How could you anchor yourself in really trusting into your intuition, like in that moment where all these changes happened? Yes, I think it is what I said earlier. And that is really what I often remind myself of is that I ask myself when I'm 80 and I'm, I don't know, you know, either I'm 80 and I'm sitting with my family or maybe I'm I'm about to die. And like when I'm asking myself the question, I don't want to ask myself the question, what if? And if I feel a strong pull intuitively, like something that is expensive. And now I know that also not everyone is like that. So I love change and I love, well, obviously Sagittarius, such a cliche, but just got to go for it, right? And have those experiences and really hungry for that, just that life. Um, but I, it always came back to, if I'm not going to take that step, I was so afraid of the regrets mm-hmm. that I just, I just wanted to try it out. And then at least I would know. And like, also reminding myself really the worst case scenario that could happen. I mean, I still had a few pieces of furniture at my mom's place. And I thought, okay, well, if it doesn't work out, if I maybe I didn't even have a visa at that time, I just want to mention that I only had a tourist visa. So I was just like, fingers crossed, hopefully I got a year long visa. I don't even know what's going to happen. I almost couldn't hop onto the flight because I didn't have a return ticket. Um, But the night before I just out of this surge of intuition, again, I kind of bought a bus ticket to Seattle from Vancouver. So I could show the border officers that I was leaving the country at a certain point so things like that right it was all very synchronistic and yeah where was I I was just gonna say that yeah just this thought of what if I'm not gonna take that chance I just could not live with that thought at all Mm, yeah and thanks for sharing about it because a lot of the listeners are going through a change whether they're going from a nine-to-five to designing a business or they're in a business that doesn't really fit their lifestyle and they want to design another one or any other change. You know, my podcast is called Change Your Latitude. So a lot of people here are going through change and it can be very unsettling and it can be scary. And I love that you mentioned, you know, 
maybe you should focus on kind of like the cost of not taking that action and, and wondering what if. And that can actually be even more scary and just help you go through it. And another thing that I think you can do when you're going through that to really make sure that you follow your heart, listen to your heart, listen to your intuition, and really make sure you have you don't have these regrets is um, to surround yourself with support and with healing support. And I'm pretty sure, you know, with healing work and hypnotherapy, we can also work on that part of you that is scared of that change, right? Yes, definitely. Because I think it really comes down back to the stories. And that now I remember what I wanted to say is to really imagine what is going to happen in the worst case scenario. And then first of all, realizing that actually that isn't even that bad. So for myself, it would have been, I would have needed to move in back with my mother for like a, a while and then find another job. Okay, could live with that. Like, that's not too bad. I would just have lost maybe the money for the plane tickets, but really not lost it because it's the experience that counts. And so that for one, it really is, again, comes down to the stories of the mind and the ego usually. And it's also very honorable because the ego wants to keep us safe. And that is amazing. And we love it for that. It's its job. That's why the ego and the mind exists. That's why we don't do things like just walking randomly over the street. Um, and then coming back to the, the listening to the heart instead of, instead of the mind. And I totally, yes. So energy healing, for instance, can help with that because we then can maybe open your intuitive centers as in your crown chakra, which really is the support from the universe and to be guided and loved and safe or the root chakra. So it really, those imbalances in those stories also show in our body and in our chakra system and our alignment. And maybe it's the solar plexus where we don't have that much confidence in our own decisions. So we can really work on that. And then we can also work on hypnotherapy with that and create an alternative strategy that is I am trusting in my in my beliefs or in my plans and everything is working out great and kind of give the mind some type of soothing practice as well. Another aspect would be, for instance, parts work, right? And I think you just got um, trained in that too, where we see like, part of me is really excited about this opportunity, but part of me is really, really scared and has like all these fears and stories. And then we can really look at what is the the intention at the root of each part and what do they want? And usually it comes back down to, I really want this person, let's say, Pascal or Selena to be safe and to be loved and to be held and find connection and fulfillment and all that. And when they have come down to that agreement, so to say that they want to have the same for you, then they can negotiate and come, come, can come together and find a solution. And then there's this inner conflict is less and it's not there anymore. And Again, we can seal that with energy healing again to bring in balance into the body and mind. And yeah, so many possibilities. It's so beautiful. Absolutely. And so many different types of support. But I feel like, you know, like you said, the most important part is really getting 
in alignment and finding some flow between all of your parts, if you will, and between the action that you want to take and also the beliefs that you have. And so kind of aligning your beliefs with the change that you want to make and also, you know, working on all of these parts within yourself that might be creating a bit of conflict, if you will. And it doesn't make it less scary, but it makes it more flowy, I guess, right? Yes, I'm just thinking of this one example that comes up a lot. And I, you probably come across this too a lot, where when you have the belief that you have to work hard for money and you create yourself a business and you start working on it, and you have that belief, you're going to burn yourself out for sure because you mm-hmm. think there's almost more to do and you have to really hustle and only then you can earn money. And, and sure enough, this will happen because it's your default program and your subconscious always wants to prove you right or the universe it's kind of like the same energy almost and so they play together and they really want to give you this reality that you created for yourself and if you have that belief then yeah it will it will present itself to you in your experience absolutely and you kind of repeat the same stories over and over and over again you know when you're stuck in that pattern and that's where hypnotherapy can be so helpful and energy healing as well for sure yes because it goes so deep and there comes back to yes I can journal on that and I can write affirmations out every single day and surely that will help to a certain extent but I just hear so much from people that I'm so tired of this old story I'm so tired I don't want to live that out anymore and exactly know where it comes from and I have done like all the inner work and I really dove deep and I'm so aware of this and here's my wounded inner child and all that but still they can't access that part of themselves because they all do it with their own conscious mind but it really is in the subconscious and I often use this metaphor of you have a a movie set and let's say that the actors are playing out the reality of what you created for yourself in order to create a different movie a different scene you really want to not talk to the actors necessarily you can do that but maybe there's other people that have like apprehensions or have something to say about it and that's like your inner conflict that will come in too but if you talk to the director that is like the boss of everything and in the background, not in the front, not the actors that are playing it out, but the person that's in the background and decides how everything's going, which is your subconscious, then you will make such a more effective change and shift and like the whole the whole way it's playing out and it's going to be so much more smooth just because people are just going to respect what the director aka the subconscious has to say then and they all just going to play it out because that's the new script yes and I love that image I feel like it just illustrates perfectly this work that you're doing and how important it is to actually work not only with your conscious mind, because there's so much you can do. And also, uh, you know, when you have this external point of view, they can also point you to beliefs that are root causes, you know, maybe you're just aware with your conscious mind of uh, a certain belief that you have, but you're not able to see how it kind of trickles down to a root 
belief. And I think um, having this perspective and having this external support can also so um, be really, really helpful with that. I so agree, yes. So thank you so much for the work that you're doing because it's much needed and I can kind of feel the energy of the listeners and I'm pretty sure they're going to get so, so curious about you and about the work that you do. And as we start wrapping up this conversation, can you share a bit more about where we can find you and learn more about all of those beautiful things that you do? Yes, absolutely. Well, thank you too so much for the work you are doing because yeah, we all have such special gifts, really. And how can people find me? So, of course, the place to be, as always, is you can find me on Instagram at Aligned with Selena. Selena is C-E-L-I-N-A, but I'm sure that's going to be in the description. Um. And there I share my stories, like lots of little intuitive messages about such things that we just talked about now. And of course, have some lives and posts and all that type of content, which is really lovely. I love to connect to beautiful souls, such as all of you guys on there. It's my favorite thing. And secondly, if you are curious about how this whole work works, this inner work with healing and subconscious healing and energetic healing and all that. I have my beautiful website where you can check out my different offerings. I have, I want to say, an offering for for everyone, wherever you're at. So whether it's one belief that you really need to shift or you're craving something that is more intimate and long-term and where you really feel held and someone can point out those blind spots for you that is for sure also available there and I am offering a service that is called nourish which is healing for healers so space holders and there we really focus on you filling your cup and it's a bi-weekly commitment it's so lovely And yeah, just makes my heart so happy to be able to support other space holders in that because it really has a ripple effect. And I, if you want to check that out on my Instagram, I have this little graphic or reel that I designed and really comes back to entering the cycle of abundance and like a soul supports a soul and then the soul can support the other soul and then this soul supports another soul and it goes on forever indefinitely. And Yeah, apart from that, I also have a podcast myself, which is called Heart Overhead, where we talk about all those different lessons and unconditioning and how to really free your soul and step into your authentic truth and empowerment and just, yeah, little cozy chats. I really like to just keep it vulnerable and cozy in there. And I guess that is it for now. My website is alignedwithselena.com which we can include in the show notes I'm sure so beautiful thank you so so much and I will definitely link all of those in the show notes as we end this little conversation today do you have I'm just curious to know if you have maybe a message to share with the listeners maybe a message from your heart now to people that are listening to you 
Yeah, so what I'm hearing is really compassion, which is interesting, but self-compassion and compassion for others, especially when it comes to these stories and programs. It is not your fault. It is not your parents' fault. It is just how things have been going for so long, for so many lineages, and you often carry those wounds from your ancestors and are here to break the cycle. And can we bring, again, self-compassion into that? It's not that you are a victim to those beliefs, especially if you now have gained awareness for them, but instead you are here to be the empowered version of that self that is within you and move beyond those and awareness again is power and yeah to just really be kind with yourself and everyone who is involved and like I said I think in the beginning it's not about blaming anyone who put any beliefs upon you they didn't know better and really everyone is always doing their best with their resources available and yeah I think that's that's the message here well that's a beautiful message thank you so much for sharing that and I so agree. Compassion is extremely important as we are, you know, changing our lives or changing our mind as well. And we can become so mean sometimes and so judgmental with ourselves and then judge the part of us that is judging ourselves. So it's bringing that compassion is key. So thank you for sharing that message. Yes, you're welcome. Thank you so much for having me in this conversation. It was so lovely. And I can also feel the energy of everyone in the room, so to say. So, so beautiful. Sending love to you all. Thanks so much for listening. Thanks so much for being here, Selena. Thank you so much for listening to this conversation with Selena. All the links to go and stalk her are going to be in the show notes. I hope it brought a new perspective for you on the fact that it is possible to unlearn and redesign your life in a way that truly serves you. If you have a question for me, if you have a question for Selena, don't hesitate to reach out. And if you love this episode, please share it with someone that might need to hear this. Thank you so much again for listening and we'll speak soon. Thank you for listening to the Change Your Latitude podcast. I'm really grateful that you're here and I would love to connect with you. You can find me at changeyourlatitude.co to learn more about my coaching partnerships and also book a free discovery call. That's also where you can sign up to join Letters to a Wildflower, my bi-weekly newsletter where I share business and mindset guidance and also journal prompts to help you navigate entrepreneurship. If you've enjoyed this episode, please share it on social media and with a friend that might need the conversation. I would be so grateful if you could leave a review or a rating on any podcast platform. It really helps the podcast grow and reach more people that might need this message. Thank you for listening and I'll speak to you soon.